Two Brothers, One Mike is a weekly podcast put together to help motivate and inspire our listeners both mentally and physically in the hopes of helping you be the best you. everyone welcome back to another season of two brothers one mike i'm joe and as always my brother coach tony is here tony joe what's going on t-bomb land what is going on here we go again another season another 20 episodes and i you know joe obviously some things are going to change a little bit as the season goes on we're we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna take some chances now right we're gonna do a little bit couple different things as as the season goes on here and and we're gonna do some experimentation and see what what sticks and what doesn't stick you know what works and what doesn't work so that's kind of exciting i think how about you oh absolutely yeah we've we've got our eyes set on a couple couple moving targets right now some things we want to dabble in and uh kind of dip our toes in the video pool if you will and yeah definitely looking forward to it yeah so i mean you know let's let's make sure that we're on our our game uh are you gonna wear a suit when we do video or how are you gonna do that you're gonna wear absolutely not it'll be the same thing people have seen in in the mid seasons i like my graphic tees with my hat that's 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 me i was thinking about dressing up like in an 80s outfit every show something different like a little ferris bueller one time a little you know, like the Nintendo T-shirt with the with the button-down shirt over top, and maybe a a fedora. Uh, is that what those are? What what's that hat? The, the fedora? Is that what it was? With the F- fedora, fedora, fedora. Yeah, yeah. yeah the sure, fedora. Sure. Maybe a Swatch watch. You know, just to <laughs> time the show, and maybe I'll do a Rubik's cube. Get my two to three sides that I could always get. I don't know if I could do that anymore. I used to get three sides on the Rubik's cube, ladies and gentlemen. I don't think I could do it anymore. I think two I is my most. Yeah. Well, it took yeah. me two. I think it took me three days to get three sides. Yeah. Um, uh, I probably threatened you not to touch the Rubik's Cube. I probably had it hidden or something. But um, uh, that being said, uh, we are definitely going to be dabbling into some uh, different aspects now. And and I got to tell you, this will probably be the best season th- thus far when it comes to interviews. Um, we've got some good ones coming up this season for sure. And so anytime there's an interview, not only with the people that we've had on the show before who always give great interviews, but some of the new ones that are coming on now, definitely folks, I'm telling you, definitely you want to listen to those shows or possibly watch those shows uh, as we, as we get, you know, deeper into the season there. But uh, Joe, today's show, today's show is about narcissism, right? Narcissistic people. And obviously Joe, are you a clinical psychologist? I am not. I'm not either. I, I don't even have I like I didn't even do like the weekend classes or anything. Um, and so and so that that's a uh, uh, this is, you know, people could say, well, this is a show where we'd like to hear a professional talk about that as well. And you will, because uh, when we do our show, when we talk about narcissism with clinical psychologist, Dr. Nicole Rentilla, which you've all heard her speak on our show several times now, she's going to talk about that. And I have an idea here, Joe. Because when you talk about narcissism, it sounds a lot like arrogance to a certain degree, but there has to be some differences, right? I think a perfect show for Dr. Nicole Rentilla to talk about is when we talk about narcissism with her and what are the similarities with arrogance and what, where, where are both of those different types of personality disorders, where they differ at, you know, because a lot of people may think that they're the same, when actually there's a lot of differences, and I think she'd be the perfect person to ask that question to. Uh, and so when we do that interview coming up this season, 
Uh, I think that's going to be the perfect show. So today, folks, what we're doing is we're just going to touch on narcissism. Uh, we're not going to we're, we're going to I'm going to I'm going to touch a little bit on some of the research I did, you know, some of the readings I've done and, and, and things of that nature. But I definitely am not uh, the person who is poised to give my own professional opinion on this matter because I'm not a professional when it comes to this matter. So. Uh, just some things we're going to talk about, but, and we got away from this a little bit in season three, but you know, I'm not going to let it go. Like that fish that almost got away uh, a little eighties nostalgia for crying out loud. Where we, we know we, Joe, you were letting me just, just forget all about that for a while there. But uh, this is the perfect opportunity to talk about let's ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about a few of our eighties movies, possibly some acting roles and people that we feel may have been narcissistic in nature, if that makes any sense, Joe. Um, but before before we do that, you know, you would like to think that everybody knows what narcissism is, or what is you know someone who's narcissistic in nature. Let's let's just point out a couple things. Uh, if you anybody reads Psychology Today, uh, they do a lot of defining of different types of personality disorders. And when they talk about narcissism, uh, and you could also find a lot of things on WebMD that talk about these these. Uh, uh, different types of personalities and the nature of these particular type, types of people. People who love themselves a bit too much. That could be one way of putting it, right? Joe, do you know anybody who might fit that description? or As far as here in the real world or back in the 80s? Ah, uh, well, 80s, you know, no, 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 no. Let's go, let's go with in the real world. And you know, obviously we're not going to name the people, but, but do you think does, – does anyone pop in your head when you say that people who love themselves a bit too much? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean – Absolutely. There are. There are. There's people who have uh, basically little to no empathy for others. Um, they're all over the place, right? I mean mm-hmm. we have those people. They're in our lives. People who give themselves all the credit. Yeah. Oh, oh dude. but I don't even know where to begin. I, I've I've been involved in those types of situations one time too many. That's where arrogance and and uh, narcissistic narcissistic behavior seem to have like a, a you know a, a basically a parallel universe. Or a, sure, if you, yeah, if you remember last season, I told that story about you know taking out the trash at the sheriff's department. Yes, and how it became yes. every supervisor's idea. Yeah. I mean, perfect perfect example. Yeah. Uh, other things that they, they talked about in psychology today is people who fantasize about power and, you know, having all that comes with that, you know, the best of everything, even if they're not in that exact role, they literally dream about it. It's their, it's their, they, they salivate over it. Uh, having complete power over people and any suggestions made are wrong and everything that they say and do is right. Uh, and so that also is, is an example of narcissistic behavior. And uh, one other thing was the people who love to belittle others and their ideas, which I basically just said, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, th- these people also, these people also don't take criticism well. So given that, and, and now there's 25,000 other descriptions to what narcissism is, and there's actually different types of narcissism. And, and I'm going to mention that today, Joe, but obviously for our professional psychologist, our clinical psychologist, Dr. Nicole Rantilla, she's really going to dive into that. So, so we'll mention that today, but we won't get really into, you know, what the psychology is behind all of that, because we're not, we're, we're not professionals in that aspect. Right. So that, you know, that being said, before, given, given what we've talked about so far, ladies and gentlemen, 
before we get into our 80 segment, how about a word from our sponsor? Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Two Brothers, One Mike is sponsored by Kitchen Apps, perfectly prepared portions. Hey, Youngstown area listeners, I know we've talked about Kitchen Abs in the past and all they have to offer in food prepping services and protein pancake mixes, but there's another great product they offer we had to let our listeners know about, their own name brand seasonings. They've got a huge selection to choose from as well. Turkey, taco, tomato, basil, Baja, citrus, fajita, barbecue rub, blackened seasoning, as well as steak and meat seasons. And that's just to name a few. You know my favorite part? Besides all of the flavors, of course. It's that they're all low sodium, made with no fillers and MSG free. Know what else is great about them? You can order them right from the Kitchen Abs website. Just go to www.kitchenabs.com. Click on store and choose the flavors of your choice. Again, that's kitchenabs.com. Now back to our podcast. Welcome back, everybody. So before we get into... A little bit. Uh, you know, we're just going to touch a little bit on narcissism today. Uh, I thought it would be fun to talk about some of our 80s movies that we all love dearly and some of the acting roles, some of the characters in the movie and and what uh, what, you know, you know, we feel is narcissistic behavior. And, and we start with we, we're, we're going to do three today. Obviously, because, I mean, Joe, we could probably go through 180s movies and find 200 different characters that fit this description, right, of what a mm-hmm. narcissist is. But one of my favorite roles in the 80s, the early 80s, for that matter, for those of us who, uh, when we first got HBO, right, one of, one of my favorite movies back then was 9 to 5. Right, Dolly Parton, Jane Fonda, Lily yeah. Tomlin, uh, and uh, I believe it was Dabney Coleman, right, who played Mr. Hart. And if there ever was a narcissist, uh, Mr. Hart was definitely that in that movie. Uh, he wanted all the power. He was very egotistical. Uh, he was a sexist. Uh, he did not believe women had any right to have any type of power. And and everything, if you could remember Lily Tomlin's character, ladies and gentlemen, she was really the brains of the operation, right? But every time she would come up with a plan, and she actually had, and I don't remember exactly what it was, but she actually made some type of revision to their business plan that was loved by the higher ups, and he took all the credit for it. If I yeah. and I cannot remember exactly what it was, but that right there is why we mentioned Dabney Coleman, and he played a fantastic Mister Hart, by the way, sure. uh, in that particular movie. And so he's our number one, number two, and I loved this movie. Arthur, right? Dudley Moore. <laughs> now, Arthur was definitely a narcissist. He was uh, very rich, right? Very well-to-do, always drunk. Um, I don't know that he was sober at all in that movie until, uh, in, in I, if I'm not mistaken, uh, he was set to, they were matched up, uh, him and an heiress, uh, to a lot of wealth. Um, I can't remember if she was royalty or what it was, but... Um, he ends up uh, in an arrangement, in an arranged marriage with her, and ends up falling in love with the waitress, if I'm not mistaken, and and doesn't know what to do or how to get out of that situation he's in. And so it's a real battle for him throughout that movie. Uh, but throughout the movie, you get you, you could see all the behavior he has, very um, narcissistic in, in terms of uh, snobby. You know what I mean? Um, what you everybody was beneath him, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, and so and obviously I love the song. 
uh, <laughs> by Christopher Cross. Uh, and, and so I, one of my, one of my favorite, uh, movies of the eighties and I have a thousand of them. So don't, Tony, was, uh, that, was that Liza Minnelli? I think it was Liza Minnelli. I think it was Liza Minnelli. Was it? Yeah. 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 I think it was Liza Minnelli, but <laughs> excuse me, but, um, Arthur definitely Dudley Moore's character was a narcissist <laughs> and here, here's one. And uh, boy, do we take a, we really go in a different direction here when we go from Mr. <laughs> Mr. Hart and Arthur to Tony Montana and El- Monta- Montana or Montoya. Mon- I, th- was it, I thought it was Tony Montana. It might be Montoya. Mm. Look it up. Go ahead. Yeah. It Maybe it was just the way he said it. Uh, That's also very possible. <laughs> one of the greatest actors of all time. I don't care who's going to argue with me on this. Al Pacino, oh, uh, Scarface. And, Boy, was he, he was a narcissist like you wouldn't believe. Uh, he really well, believed in, in, what's that? Are you, uh, Montana. Montana, yeah. Tony Montana. Yeah. Uh, say hello to my little, yeah, yeah. He was, uh, he was really, he wanted all the power, right? He wanted, yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, with the drugs and with the money and, and uh, the luxurious mansion he lived in. And he wanted all the power and he was willing to do anything and everything to get that power. And if you watch that movie and listen to anything I said earlier, ladies and gentlemen, about what a narcissist is, I think he takes every single one of those. It, it, it kind of touches every on every one single of those one. Boxes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then, you know, and, and I'm going to throw in, uh, I think, Joe, what I'm going to do is throw in some extra credit here. So, uh, a, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, what's, what am I looking for here? We picked out three. I'm going to throw in an honorable mention. That's what there I want to say. Honorable, honorable mention. Um, who boils a rabbit in a pot to get their point across to let somebody know how much they love them? Well, uh, I, I know Glenn Close, but I can't remember the name of that. I can't remember her character's name. I, I don't remember the character's name in the movie, but Fatal Attraction scared a lot of men. Uh, I bet you that cheating on your wife was at an all-time low yeah. uh, the year that movie came out. Um, she was, she played the role of a narcissist to the, she was fantastic in that movie. Michael Douglas was fantastic in that movie. And, and so, I mean, just everything about what a narcissist is Glenn Close was in that movie. So I didn't want to leave her out because she did a fantastic job. Uh, and those are just, those are, those are where we're going to leave it today. If ladies and gentlemen, if you have more movies that you want to talk to us about, by all means, come to our Facebook page, Two Brothers, One Mike. Reach out to us if you're on Anchor. Leave us a voice message. Tell us what your favorite narcissistic character was in an 80s movie or 90s. I'll even, hey, listen, I'll even entertain you. 2000s. Uh, and, and let us know what your idea of what you thought was a narcissistic character in, in a, one of your favorite movies. Uh, a lot of great actors and actresses out there who play those roles fantastically. I could tell you that I believe Jack Nicholson probably played a narcissistic character more times than more times than one in his acting career. Tur- uh, well, Colonel Jessup. In I was just going to say, and a few good men was, yeah. was no better example than that. Yeah, sure. I mean that was definitely, definitely uh, a narcissistic individual. So, so now we got the idea of what what narcissism is just based on some of the examples we gave with our 80s segment that we just did. And, and so let, let me tell you this. Uh, a lot of people will say, or a lot of people ask this question, where does the word narcissism come from? Narcissistic behavior. Narcissism comes from, from what we understand, if you look at WebMD, uh, 
It's a term that comes from a Greek myth about a man named Narcissus. And what the myth says is that he sees himself in a pond. He sees his reflection, in other words, and he falls in love with himself. Wow. So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, and I, I, you know, and I, you know, I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to feel about that. I felt offended. You know, why does it have to be a Greek guy all the time? Why can't it be an Italian guy? Well, then always, we still be. That would still, yeah, we'd still be. We'd still be a true. <laughs> how about an Irish guy or something like that? Well, then my kids would be offended. I, I mean, there's nothing. There's no way out of it, I guess. But nonetheless, um, that is where the term actually comes from. A Greek man named Narcissus and the way he loved himself when he saw his reflection in a pond. And so that's where narcissistic behavior started in terms of how it was named uh, as it developed over the years. So, you know, there's uh, – there's a lot of different signs of this mental illness, not just, you know, the, the, the four or five different things that we talked about earlier in the show, uh, but there's, there's several other things. And there's something I want to point out here, Joe. Uh, there's a narcissism researcher. Uh, he's a co-author of The Narcissism Epidemic, Living in the Age of Entitlement. The gentleman's name is Keith Campbell. Okay. Now, this is what he claims. He, he, this is what he talks about here. He claims you could be talking about tragedy to someone, right? And they'll change the subject to their prized possessions. So let me give you an example, Joe. <laughs> you could be standing there, okay? And you could be talking to somebody about your battle, uh, stage two prostate cancer, okay? Mm-hmm. And you're talking to the individual, and somehow within minutes, the conversation has been turned to the brand new Corvette they just bought. Yeah. Have you ever been in that situation? Obviously, you haven't been in that situation, but where you're talking about, um, it would be like you talking about like um, when you threw your back completely out to the point where you could barely get up and stand up. And you would call me to tell me that, and I would do something like, well, when you get a chance, come over and see the brand new kitchen cabinets that I just just got put in. You know what I mean? And and start taking pictures and sending them to you. That's... That is an example, and, and Mr. Campbell looks at it as one of the examples we're talking about when it comes to narcissistic behavior. And that's what we're doing today, folks. We're just talking about examples, and 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 you can tie that into maybe some people that you know that that have this type of behavior. Because, well, we'll get we'll get to something. I'm, I was going to say something, but I'm going to hold off on that. But what a lot of people don't know, Joe, is that, and I didn't know this either until I was doing my research. And I'm, and again. I think Dr. Nicole Rentilla is going to, you know, be able to elaborate on this so much more. There's two different types of narcissism. There's what they call covert and Mm -hmm. overt. Okay. Now the overt narcissist, uh, we described a lot earlier in today's show. Um, I do everything right. I'm a lion. Hear me roar. Um, (laughs) I, I, in other words, this is the individual that says basically without, without necessarily saying it. All right. But this is the person that, whose actions speak louder than words. And it's basically what their actions are saying is this. If I'm not there to make this happen, you will all fail miserably. Um, without my guidance, without my Midas touch, not everything you touch will turn to gold. And so, well, that was a great example, wasn't it? 
Uh, yes, it was. I don't uh, think yeah, anybody. As you were saying this too, another another, and it's I don't believe it's eighties, but another movie popped in my head. But go ahead. Yeah, I don't think anybody could have made a better example than what I just did. I sure. think I actually make the best examples when it comes, to, folks. Yeah, can you see where I'm going with this? Yeah. I, I am trying to show you yeah. what a narcissist does. Yes. But in, in all seriousness, so that's what they do. Okay, and that's what we call an overt narcissist. Uh, as opposed to a covert. Now, with the overt narcissist, from what I understand from the research I was looking at, there's a there's a psychologist. He's out of Texas, and the gentleman's name is uh, Dr. Daniel Fox, uh, and he again he's a psychologist in Texas. He does a lot of research, and his specialty is personality disorder. And so I was following him in the weeks leading up to this show because I want to get a little bit of an idea, and then I want to know what I want to add to the show with Dr. Antilla, and and. Um, he was talking about uh, with the overt, they never admit to being vulnerable to anything. Even though deep down inside there's an insecurity, there's a feeling, uh, an empty feeling inside, the, the feeling of failure is there. And so they tried to disguise that. See, there again is where it seems like arrogance is, is a lot like this. So I can't wait to get our clinical psychologist's sure. viewpoint on all that. But with covert, with covert, they purposely, purposely show you their vulnerability. And, uh, you know, uh, nobody has it as bad as me. I try to, <laughs> I try to, I try to shine. I try to, 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 to show everybody what I'm made of and what they're missing out on. And everyone just holds me back. Everyone just pushes me to the side, just brushes me off. Uh, nobody has ever dealt with as much pain be it physically or emotionally, ladies and gentlemen, be it physically or emotionally, nobody has ever dealt with as much pain as I have. That is your covert narcissist. So obviously um, a bit different, right, than overt. They both carry the same qualities, or not really qualities, right? Uh, they, they, you could describe all the description we've had so far. They both carry that. But one loves to show their vulnerability because that's their way of shining. Right. Because they want that attention. pity party. The pity party. Attention. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's funny that you said this too because I'm going to uh, tell this real quick story. Um, <laughs> on Facebook, there was a narcissism group. And uh, one, a couple of friends of mine were in it. And I got invited. At some point, I must have clicked on, sure, I'll join or whatever. <laughs> and all these people are going on and on about their narcissistic spouse and how narcissists they are. And they're narcissists. Listen, I don't disagree that a lot of you, if not maybe even all of us here, okay, all of you here are having this problem in your lives that you're dealing with a narcissist. But be very careful because the very thing you're accusing them of, well, you're calling them a narcissist. Be sure you're not the actual narcissist, right? Well, <laughs> because now you're sitting there doing Excuse that me. and you're pointing the finger at these at these folks. But guess what? You may very well be the one who's actually the problem. Yes. Kicked. And <laughs> I got yeah. kicked right there. Right yeah. there. Kicked blocked. Right out of the group. <laughs> blocked. You are blocked. Good. Surprising. Like, are you kidding me? And that's how I know I was right. Because obviously there was somebody in there that that resonated with very, you know, very loudly. And they just, they couldn't, it's like, oh my God, did he just say that I might be wrong? Yes. Yeah. yeah you might actually be the narcissist that you're accusing someone else of being. Which is because, in fact, uh, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead. Finish up. No, which is in fact a, one of the descriptions of a narcissist. 
Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, you, you also have to wonder at what point does the table turn, right? And listen, when when you, uh, before we, we get into our conclusion and wrapping things up, there is some things that I thought maybe we should add in there. Just a kind of a, a quick little checklist on how you, how you can kind of um, uh, deter yourself yeah. from, from, the, any sort of narcissistic behavior. Listen, you, you, some people may have a couple of these traits and, you know, it doesn't mean that they're necessarily a narcissist for right. alone, but they may have some of those traits. And there's some things that we could do, I think, um, that could offset that and, and, and kind of keep us uh, uh, in check with ourselves, really. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and so, listen, this is what I was doing the whole time I was – you know, listening to, to Doctor, you know, Fox, and and reading, you know, things up on W on the W on uh, WebMD and, and Psychology Today, mm -hmm. uh, a lot of different articles on the Huffington Post and things of that nature. And uh, I kept looking and saying, "Okay, do I do that? Do I do that? <laughs> do I do that?" Because, mm -hmm. folks, you have to do that. You have to ask yourself. This is where this is where I have a problem with social media. Um. People go on and they post things that say, you know, uh, never again will you ever – will I ever be in that situation that you put me in? And they go on and they elaborate and they say, you know, I've been pushed around one time too many. I've dealt with you one time too many. And then everybody starts running to well, them. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, and even Bill's like, who are you even talking about? <laughs> right. Well, everybody starts running to them. Sure, sure. And, they and, want and, the attention. And here's the thing. Mm -hmm. That's that's a covert narcissist. Yep, sure is. You're looking for your that's your way of shining. Mm -hmm. and, and 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 folks, listen, I truly believe this, and I'm gonna talk to I wanna I wanna get Dr. Nicole's professional opinion on this. I think at times we're all narcissists. Oh, I, I think I so. think at times Absolutely. we all I think at times we all display that behavior. It's just a matter of those who are willing to put themselves in check. And those who absolutely refuse to believe that they are a narcissist, right. I think, I think, it, I, and I really, I want to, I would love, I'd love to have Dr. Daniel Fox on um, to ask him because this is what his specialty is in. Um, how long of a period of time? What's the success rate of converting a narcissist away from that type of behavior for the most part? And 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 you know, like because. When you're a narcissist, here's the thing. It's it's so hard for people to recognize their illness when, when it comes to this disease. It's a mental illness. And well, I I think the big issue there is it's a learned behavior and now they have to unlearn it. It's an it's an adaptation. Right. Let me give you I'll tell you this, just based on my, my readings and stuff, I'm gonna talk about um why it's so hard for people to recognize their illness just on what I read, ladies and gentlemen, not because I'm a clinical psychologist. Here's one of the biggest reasons that that a lot of psychologists that I was reading their, you know, their journals and stuff, many to most times, narcissists do not concede that they have a problem, kind of like what I just said. Mm -hmm. um, and, and because it's an adaptation, it's it's what they they truly believe that that they're right in what they're doing. And not a lot of research, you know, there's not a lot of research studies out there to figure out, you know, what direction to go with this, because most do not raise their hand and volunteer to be part of them. Right. They don't think they need that type of help. They don't think they're narcissists. So it's not like a million narcissists raise their hand and say, we'll be part of the study. Uh, and so that's a, that's a, that's a problem. 
And here's another reason why uh, a lot of times it's hard to recognize that, that people have a hard time recognizing that they're narcissists. We pity them. How many times do people, you know, sometimes it's very warranted to show empathy, right? Towards sure. somebody's situation. Sure. But when somebody literally, I know, I know, I know some individuals, they literally, they're every waking moment of every waking day. You're just hoping that they're going to say something positive when you ask them, how are you? You almost cringe when you ask the question because you're thinking, oh, boy, here we go. And (laughs) some of them, it never fails. Joe, when I tell you that I know individuals that literally they're so miserable in their own skin and and literally will go on and on and on about every detail and how life is dragging them to the ground and how people are holding them back. And and I would and then what do we do? And I'm guilty of this. We pity them. We give them the poor baby syndrome. We, mm-hmm. I'm so sorry that you're going through this. And if you don't, you know, sometimes you look like this horrible person, you know, that you would wish that upon somebody. And what you got to do, folks, is you got to realize you have to sit back. How often is this person doing this? When are they going to change what the problem is? When are they going to view it and say, man, every day, I'm blaming everybody but me about mm-hmm. everything. And so that would be the job, I, I think, of the psychologist, the psychiatrist, in order to get into your head and get to the core, not the surface, because on the surface they don't see it, but get to the core of the feelings and, and get these people to understand. And I, I'm, gonna, I'm going to assume, uh, and we'll, we'll get more from our professional, you know, from, from Dr. Uh, Rentilla, I'm going to assume it is a long, long, long process uh, in order to be able to to get these people to to basically understand, you know, that they have this type of behavior and it's something that is not good. Uh, it, it's something that is um, it's taking them down the wrong path, and 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 so there has to be some type of corrective exercises in order to change that. And they have to have patience. Obviously, this is not an overnight fix. Right. So there's that. And that's a that's another another call out for for things such as cognitive behavioral therapy, right? Uh, right. It's it's to start you on the path of self awareness so that you can figure out where your you know where all your downfalls are so that you start to build yourself back up because you could go to any doctor or psychologist or psychiatrist. All they could do is give you the building blocks, but you have to build and it's still on you. You know what I mean? Definitely. So there's that. But, uh, and so, um, before we, like I said, before we get into where we're going to take a quick break and, uh, uh, move on into sort of wrapping things up, or maybe we should just take the break first. What do you think? I think, I think we can go ahead. Ladies and gentlemen, we have our, 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 uh, our, our third sponsor, uh, and uh, this is going to be the first show where you will be hearing from them. Uh, and so uh, if you could just sit tight for, for 30 seconds, and uh, we're going to go ahead and, and play that ad, and we'll be right back right after that. Don't go anywhere. Two Brothers, One Mike is sponsored by YSN, your sports network, loyal, local, live. Hey, everyone, it's Joe from Two Brothers, One Mike. For all of our sports enthusiasts out there from the Northeast Ohio and Western Pennsylvania area with busy schedules, we know you can't always make it to the big game. Well, we have some great news for you. Now is your chance to listen or watch your favorite high school teams compete on the YSN Network. 
covering multiple sports from more than 50 area high schools, as well as Youngstown State University Baseball and the Mahoney Valley Scrappers, and so much more. What's that? No longer live in the Northeastern Ohio or Western Pennsylvania area? No problem. You can go to YSNlive.com on any browser or download the YSN Live app available on both the App Store and Google Play so you can listen wherever you'd like to start your sports binge and streaming experiences today. Now, back to our podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Um, Joe, you were going to say something before we go into uh, something about next week's show or summary of next week's show, and then I want to add something at the end also. Absolutely. So, you know, just some ideas, I think, in order to kind of like our own little personal checklist to make sure that we're staying self-aware, that we're not portraying any sort of narcissistic traits on our behalf. And one of the main things, I think pride is one of the biggest, is one of our biggest issues, right? Pride is Mm -hmm. the biggest problem. And I'm not talking about that good pride where you take pride in your hard work. I'm talking about the, the kind of pride where, you know, no one else can do this but you. And you don't need anyone else to ever help. Yeah. That kind of pride will will really take you down. And I'll tell you something, this has been an issue. And I like to, to bring this up, uh, you know, since I've been reading uh, uh, the Bible, I'll tell you, it's funny. When I started to read, mm-hmm. I started to look and see, wow, wow, well, boy, my, my favorite book was the book of Proverbs, right? Book of wisdom, <laughs> right? You have all these, all these adages, all these sayings, and, and boy, it can make you, make you sound pretty smart if the situation applies itself and you could go ahead and you know, throw off a verse in the scripture. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and, and then I realized, uh, or I didn't realize it was, it was pretty much smacked across my face. Hey, stupid. This is for you. Yeah. <laughs> You're not reading this to preach out to other people. This is for you to apply to your life. Yeah. Okay. And so, Hey, there's one of those narcissistic behaviors. Right. And right. I, I started to realize that. And, you know, one of them, though, Proverbs 16, 18 says pride goes before destruction and haughtiness before the fall. And what they're talking about, haughtiness is just arrogance. And there it is. Right. Well, we have this idea that because we have full control of everything and we're uh, you know what we do, um, we don't need any help from anyone. Well, listen, we're given this free will here. Right. And we get to make the decisions, but God gives us gives us the circumstances to make those decisions. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. So, yeah, you have the free will to make the decision. Granted, but you're making those decisions based upon what he put in front of us. Right. So what I'm talking about, and even if you're you say, well, well you know, I don't do this church stuff and what? OK, well, first of all, I'm praying for you. But second of all, all right, <laughs> second of all, then just make a simple gratitude list. Start thinking about some of the things that are in your life that are good. Write them down. List them in your head, however it has to be. And then really give them some thought. What went into that thing happening? Did you, you know, were, were, were things put together and somehow meshed together beyond your control? What were those things? These are questions to ask yourself because you're going to realize you don't have that full control that you thought you had. So take a step back, take a deep breath and maybe lose some of that pride. Does that make sense? It does make sense. It you really, know? yeah. And, and I think, I think that that's just a, a good place to start just with a gratitude list and really figuring out what great things we have going on for us in our lives and how much we actually have control over and how much was actually brought into our lives from outside circumstances, whom of course I'm going to say were put right before you you know, from God himself, uh, again, things, things like, uh, you know, houses and cars and how would I ever have the money? And somehow I came about and just really give it some thought. 
you know, you'd be surprised. And uh, you, of course, I'm speaking generally, um, that there's a lot more to it than just a decision you made. Yeah, I mean, you know, listen, summing up everything that you were talking about, you know, from from scripture and 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 all the way through when you're talking about the list of gratitude. Mm-hmm. I think I think I want people to also understand this. And we've said this before. We are not here standing on a mountain looking down at them and mm-hmm. saying we have the key, you know, the key to to perfection. Uh, listen to us, obey us, abide by what we say on our shows. We're talking to you like we're in a huddle with you guys getting ready to run out of the tunnel. We're right there with you. We're on, we're in check. We, Mm -hmm. we are accountable. We have to do the same stuff. We're not better than anybody. And, and, and I, a lot of times people need to understand that even when we have professionals on that are talking to everybody, I know about whatever it might be, they are not better than everybody else. They have more knowledge in that particular topic that we are speaking on, but they are also human beings. And in a situation like this, there are plenty of professionals who are narcissists or have arrogant, arrogancy issues, right? As opposed to confidence, you know, confidence issues. So, so that being said, they're on the clock as well. They're giving you the theory, you know, theoretically speaking, what the disease is all about, how it's approached, how it needs to be handled, what the success rate is. They have all that information. And Dr. Rantilla does a fantastic job of that. But she'd be the first to tell you, you know, I also am a human being and I also have to indulge, you know, into the, the core of my thoughts and understand my own behavior and make sure that I am living my best life as a you know a fellow human being. That's what Joe and I are also, folks. We're not telling you, you know, uh, you know, people who say, well, who are you guys to talk about narcissistic behavior? We're not talking as if we are holier than thou. We are not. We are simply talking that we've done our research on and, and given you the cusp of what it's all about. And we're going to bring a professional on. And the next show we do on this, and she's going to talk about the theory behind it and the practice behind it, and we're going to indulge in that. And then all together, Joe, me, Dr. Rantilla, and all of you listening just have to work on our behavior. And we have to work on if we're following scripture, we have to work on if you're making your gratitude list, and you're trying to look in the mirror every day and say, "Ah, did I handle that the right way, or was I being a little bit narcissistic Mm -hmm. in my my approach – that's all. That's all we're saying. That's what I have to do every single day. And you should all do that too. We're trying to make this a better place. Not, not, not what we're watching right now. I could tell you that. So there's that Joe, there's that. And, and with that being said, if you, if you want, or if you're ready, I say we get into what we're going to dive into next week. Absolutely. So next week we're going to dive into protein shakes. Uh, figuratively, of course, and understand uh, yeah. what we should be looking for with our guest once again, Ron the Pharmacist. Oh, God, he's uh, back. <laughs> <laughs> this is a question you are all asking, and next week we have the answers. Tony? We have as many answers as, as we could possibly give next week. Uh, when you talk about whey protein isolate as opposed to whey protein concentrate, when you talk about grams of protein within a product as opposed to the grams of all the other substances, the ingredients that are in the product, What's the ratio that you're looking for? If you're looking for a true protein source, things of that nature. How to stay away from, well, I could get three eight-gallon jugs for $29.99 each. That's a red flag right there. 
Yeah. Uh, and so, so we're going to talk about what you're looking for when you're reading labels. We're going to talk about what the purpose of a supplement that is giving you protein is, you know, should be used for. And we're going to dive into all that stuff with Ron the Pharmacist next week. I think it's going to be a great show. Of course it is. All right. Well, until then, I want to remind all of you, be sure to give us a review on your favorite podcast service. Also, if you're on Anchor and have any questions, comments, thoughts, or opinions, you can leave us a voice message via the link in this episode's description. And finally, remember to join us each week as we release new episodes every Wednesday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Now, on behalf of Coach Tony and myself, thanks for listening. All right, everybody out there, welcome to Season 4. I hope you guys are all aboard. We're going to do some things. We're going to do some things. Pay attention. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on the show. We're on every podcast station you can think of. Be the best you. Look at yourself in the mirror every day and ask yourself, am I doing what I need to do to be the best me? Take care, everybody. I'm out of here, Joe.